0: All right, guys, welcome back to the CrossFit Rife podcast, the show where we talk about health and happiness via the pursuit of CrossFit. Um, as you guys know, the point of this podcast is just to interview just the 99% of the CrossFit community, the people that make up the actual gyms around the world, um, and there's no shortage of very unique stories, very cool stories, very inspiring stories within the CrossFit community. And today I have with us Miss Adrian Bauer. Hi. Is sometimes I like to refer to serious pain in my butt. <laughs> yep. Um, but Adrienne's been with us for almost five? Almost five years. Yeah, almost five years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and her story is not atypical for a lot of people who are on the fence about coming into CrossFit and, but it's uh, it's been a pretty big success story in my mind uh, just to watch the growth of, a, of an athlete that comes in with, you know, no particular background and then where you're at today And we can talk about A lot of different stuff Just recently took the to level one Or what you thought it was Me or talking to random people Yeah teaching class To just random people On the weekend But um Thanks for coming on
1: You're welcome Here I am
0: And we do have a bottle Of Patron on the table Heck I guess yeah. she gets a little nervous On, mm-hmm. the, on, the, on the internet So uh, But yeah So Adrian, Well first tell us A little bit about yourself Just in general
1: So I'm Thirty-eight A mom. I have two kids. I work full time now. Um, Work out probably six days a week, five to six. Try to take a rest day, but it doesn't typically happen. No, it doesn't. Um, No, I can't seem to make myself. But I've been consistently at this for almost five years. I've seen myself grow a ton. Um, I stay super busy. Take on new challenges, mentally, physically. Um, But other than that, just a regular person. Try to get my nutrition in check. Still drink, still eat pizza. But I show up at the gym, so I got that down.
0: Yeah, you're a normal person. hmm And we'll talk about, you know, how the first couple years went, or the first 18 months or so, and then, like, when a lot of the changes and everything started. But uh, before we get into that, um, a little bit about your background. So, uh, for context, not everybody that does CrossFit, like, has some sort of extravagant athletic background. Yeah. Um, probably the vast majority do not. Right. venture to say, so...
1: Well, oh. I don't know, but I cringe to hear the word athlete still, like, in reference to me because I just don't feel like that's a word that I would have ever defined myself as. Um, I came in homeschooled, no athletic background, no exercise background. Probably. So you played
0: no sports growing up No at sports all. growing up. I really Nothing. didn't have
1: access to any, even anything like that. So...
0: Like, not even in the backyard? You guys didn't, like, uh, play soccer or something? Five girls,
1: so no, uh-uh. We baked and cleaned and did stuff like that. Pretty typical. We had a brother, but, you know, he was basically a girl, too. So, no, we did girl stuff and um, really never thought about the physical side of any any part of my being. So, um...
0: Was that anything? Did you guys... Was physical activity even a part of your family life?
1: Yeah, my parents. My mom ran marathons, so my mom was determined, and they would make us run occasionally. But so it was she never. did stuff. My mom did stuff. Okay. Yep, probably to, to get out a lot because she was a mom, of six kids. Um, they were always. I mean, we weren't we weren't health conscious, but they were not definitely not out of shape. But it just wasn't something that we. I mean, sports just wasn't something we did. I think there wasn't time. There probably wasn't resources. Homeschool didn't help, so we didn't have access to, and like, sports. And she didn't, and, and that's not
0: something that she kind of, like, I don't want to say pushed you guys out, but she didn't, like, encourage you guys to do that stuff no, as
1: well? No. mm Okay. So I went from that to uh, teenage years, college years, just getting wrecked all the time, um, just staying, you know, horrible diet, alcohol. I smoked for 10 years. Um, I, I didn't think know
0: smoked that long. Well, maybe I didn't know a you decade. smoked that long. Yeah,
1: probably from
0: What like age did you start 20? smoking?
1: 20 Probably from 20 to when I was pregnant with Elton, I smoked consistently, like through packs. the full through the full oh, yeah. pregnancy for nine oh, months. Oh no, come on now. No, I mean I meant until I got pregnant. Oh, I thought <laughs> you
0: meant during your pregnancy? Okay, I was I mean, going to say shitty, God, but He's not so that smart. Shitty. He's so smart. How did he make it through? That's great. so
1: smart. No, so I I, yeah, I quit as soon as I found out I was pregnant. I kind of quit everything. So that was kind of my um, start to a healthier lifestyle, at least um, dropping some of the really bad crap. Just. Got um, it. But, yeah, so I went from, you know, to college to getting married to getting pregnant. And then I I still battled depression on and off through my – definitely through my 20s, definitely postpartum for sure. Um, Still not – I mean, I would run on the treadmill every now and then, go to the Y every now and then, but nothing major.
0: I mean, again, talk about this as much as you want, but, like, when did you – at what point do you think you're just like, hey, I – this is something that I'm going to need to deal with, or I'm going to be dealing with for a while.
1: Well, in my 20s, before I had kids, I I took uh, Wellbutrin to quit smoking, actually, as as prescribed by my OBGYN or my GYN at that time, because it was so bad to be on birth control for so long and smoke cigarettes. So she put me on Wellbutrin to quit smoking. Okay. And it's an antidepressant, and so for the first time in my life, like my entire world opened up. Like I realized I was probably clinically depressed for mo- the majority of my life. I think so a lot of my childhood. So this is not
0: something that you were like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm depressed, I need to get on medication." You came to the realization once you started taking medication that oh, like, oh, I've something, been living oh, my in a whole, fog, a fog.
1: Like okay. my whole frame of reference for life just was like unveiled. I couldn't believe how depressed I probably was. Like I'm already a melancholy person, but I think I was clinically
0: legit depressed. So what I t- a- at what age is 25
1: this? probably. I
0: mean, so you're through your entire adolescence. Right.
1: Right, and realizing and that my... you think you went
0: through your entire adolescence I like that? I
1: definitely know that,
0: yep. Is that something that runs in your family?
1: It does, yep. Different people struggle with depression in my family to different levels, um, but we're also not the medication type. Just being from a religious background, um, we would have... I mean, I would have never thought to have sought help for that, honestly, until then. And then it, it changed my entire life. I started becoming more productive, um, mentally, just things weren't overwhelming. I didn't realize actually how overwhelmed I was on a daily basis. And still I tar- started taking it and then, um, it changed my life. Um, but I think I tried to get off of it again. And then, um,
0: how long were you on it? Before? I was probably on
1: it for three years. And then I think, ish. yep. And then I got pregnant. So then that I quit everything. Well, butrin, you can't take anti or you couldn't back then take antipressants and be pregnant. And, um, I quit smoking. Can you now? I think you can. I think if Actually, I actually have no idea. I think you, if if the state of the, mo- the mother's mental health is more important, which it can be, you know, depending yeah. on how depressed you are, you really got to think sure. about it because it's just, it's no good.
0: So, all the way through high school, like probably I'm dealing sure with this. Yeah, I think uh, socially you did home not you me- all the way through high school? I was
1: intermittently put back into very private Christian schools so 10th okay. grade private Christian school but I was so socially um awkward and not adjusted that but
0: hasn't it hasn't changed much
1: it hasn't changed much <laughs> honest to God <laughs> I feel frozen uh, I feel frozen a lot in no. my well
0: I mean so I mean I, just from as an outsider I I it's a little less obvious because I see you I don't know not necessarily a daily basis but several times a week mhm There's been noticeable change from the Adrian that walked in the door Mm -hmm. on day one, not just physically, emotionally, psychologically, Mm -hmm. the whole nine to the Adrian that sits here today, who's, you know, you know, in some sense a gym leader, but just took the level one, you know, which I think is a, which I always enjoy. I enjoy it way more now. I always enjoyed it when people would do the level one when I, when we were coaching. I enjoy it much more now when people take the level one because I teach the level one and they get to watch the light go on I physically am present in the room when they have the aha moment and they are now like what I like to call reading the matrix like they get it now um, but yeah definitely a different person from you know from year one to year five like I don't want to say immeasurable but
1: it's pretty immeasurable. I mean, I it's, would a de- it's a lot. It's a lot for me to take in too. Like I, when I think about the journey from where I started, it's pretty huge. Um, more emotionally and mentally than physically. Like those are actually the triumphs I see as more important to me. Um, physically, it's just been a byproduct. I really feel that way. Um, it's just helped.
0: That's something that I try to. That I, I've recently come to this weird realization that the. I think there's strong argument. For the fact that there could be much more benefit to the psychological and the community aspect than the, he- than the overall health and fitness piece. Now, that's a bold statement considering the state of chronic disease. But I have seen a lot of people, I mean a lot of people, who do get fitter. Mm-hmm. but psychologically if we were to gauge that next to their fitness, like mm-hmm. they don't even match up, mm-hmm. like they're definitely fitter, but mentally what they're capable of, you know, emotionally, what they're, what they can handle is it, it, it's like, it pales in comparison to like the gains.
1: Yeah. I think it depends on how you're wired. I mean, I, everybody's a little bit different, but I needed that push mentally and emotionally to feel strong. Um, I still struggle with that. So it's like, so the physical side of it is just helps push that side. And that's what I need on a daily basis. I mean, the physical strength has been great, but, um, I really couldn't have lived without the emotional and mental part.
0: The, okay. So you get, so you get pregnant. So, but yeah. So All then right, so you're off the medication. I got off point? the medication. So you mm-hmm. go back into what you consider a state of depression at this
1: point. I did. So what happened was I, um, had Elton. I felt like the purpose, my purpose in life was partially fulfilled. My mom. So yeah, it was I instant, like, gratification this is what i was here for i just kind of clung to that role and i did it well um and then i got pregnant with eliza my second one still something to look forward to something to wake up for something to do and then she was born and then like three weeks after that my sister passed away and then i that started my
0: downhill spiral um back into back in i was three weeks
1: postpartum she she passed away tragically and that just flung me back into a um realizing okay this is still here um this is a big part of me that's not going away okay so i went i obviously was kind of being monitored for it just because of everything going on um yeah and the same the doctor put me back on she's like we just can't take the risk so i went back on i think celexa at that point
0: how old are you at this point uh 30 30
1: no uh let's see 28 29 30 31 maybe 32 okay um see eliza's six so yeah 32 and uh, it was 2012, Rebecca died. And then. So I was depressed, legit, straight up depressed. I woke up for my kids, but that was about it. And I went to see my longtime friend and hairdresser, Misty. And she looked completely 100% different. Like I'd she known had her. She'd been here for. Maybe not even that long by then. I don't even think maybe she was here that long because I, no. I think
0: she might have been here six months longer than you. Yeah, because y'all, yeah, we're still.
1: It had just, um, yeah. You were still in the little space. Yep. She'd been doing it a while, and I'd known her since my drinking days. And so she. Where did you guys pill. meet? We met because her ex-boyfriend used to sell pills to us, and <laughs> we would
0: Hi. go
1: hang out and party. Fair
0: <laughs> enough. Sorry, so, we, I'm sorry we outed you there, Misty. Yeah.
1: Oh God. <laughs> Don't even think about that part. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Misty.
0: That's alright. Was she?
1: Yeah. We had a blast. She was. I mean, in hindsight, she was probably 17, and I was probably 23 or 24 when we were partying together. She was don't super the age young. I know that much. God, it's now that we're all influence. old, I don't know. That's why but I'll back let my then, kids it was. Out with your kids. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't and there's just that age gap too to get them in trouble, especially Eliza. But it's like an Eliza oh. and Logan, two troubles, right? Terrible, so, terrible. Um, but we had a blast, but she was a partier. I think she smoked. I think she smoked. We drank. I mean, I tequila she was smoke our a favorite bit. thing. I don't
0: think she was like crazy about it, uh, but I think there's some, a little bit of history of smoking there. But So
1: when I saw her, she looked like a different person, like her, she glowed, her body was completely different and she started talking to me about here. She was like, oh, I just started this thing. It's called CrossFit. I had n- I really honestly had never even heard the word late to the, to the scene for sure, but um, she's like, you got to go try it. I explained how depressed I was, and that and I couldn't get past my sister, and so I was struggling. You,
0: you told her about this?
1: Yeah, she was a close friend, and it had just happened. It so was it wasn't
0: anything like.
1: Not, well, you tell your hairdresser everything if you're a girl. You know that. That's true. Yeah, they know.
0: She cut my hair for a long time. You didn't tell her anything for shit? years. I mean, I wasn't. You know, I didn't have anything. When crazy you're in there with four,
1: for four hours, like with my hair, you tell her everything. Uh-huh. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. I wasn't getting a four-hour haircut. Yeah,
1: so. so we sit and we talk about, uh-huh. and we I, she'd always been that kind of friend for me. Um, so I said I'd do it.
0: Uh, okay. So she come, you come in. So this what year is this? Two thousand twelve.
1: No, well, it's today you tore your? See, I've been bad news since that day. Oh, that was your first day. Yeah. Okay. Achilles. So context, right? So in two thousand and thirteen. March probably. March seventeenth, I believe. Okay. I believe it was
0: March fifteenth or seventeenth uh ruptured my achilles which and we were doing the open i wasn't doing anything crazy i was doing some box jumps and stuff like that jumping is had always been kind of my jam so it wasn't like a huge deal um but we tore my achilles and it was that was your first day coming for an intro which shockingly i don't know how you came back after that like admittedly i'm not entirely sure you walk in you're like oh this is going to change your life and this guy's going to the hospital
1: well yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, I've just been bad luck since day one. But I I saw you started talking about it, and I was just sitting there totally blown away. So me, Tom, Becky, are still here, which is funny. Yeah, they left and came back. They left and came back. She just had a baby. Yep. But they were here. I don't know who else. Crossfitted through both of them, too. Yep, and Tom still come to Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. But we showed up, and uh, I'm just listening to y'all and just... And I'm a person full of questions. And, I mean, I think y'all could both read that because I think Stephanie even said, it looks like you have a question. And I just admitted that I was like, I had no clue. I didn't even have enough knowledge. I said, I don't even know enough to ask a question, which was just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. So I remember our workout. It was like you pulled out the rowers, never seen a rower, kettlebell. I never picked up a kettlebell. And push-ups. And it was some sort of like AMRAP of that for a beginner's version. I definitely couldn't do a push-up. So you just no. let me do what Oh no, I couldn't do a push up to like year 2. Not like a guy push up. I remember the first day I did a guy push up I almost them walked. Guy up. Okay, we're well, whatever. Push-ups. We're just going to call them sexism's alive. Push-ups. Push-ups. Or or no, or we're ab- trying to kill sexism.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. We a, don't, it's bad. You, well, every girl knows what Equality. a girl push up is and Equality. a guy push up is. Equality, right?
1: Right. Except there's girl bars yeah. and guy bars. But sure. So Well, that's
0: because of hand size, not because women oh. are inferior. Oh, The okay. diameter on the bar is different. So um yeah not because women are inferior because their hands are just smaller oh never knew that so because well that's why you don't like lifting with a dude's bar Mm-mm. um so,
1: so yeah that was my first day first experience
0: that's bonkers i did mm-hmm. not know that okay okay so then a so little th- bit past that so. a little bit
1: past that i came back like i i i'm the type of person that i didn't realize how stubborn i am. Honestly. Until I realized that if I were me now, I wouldn't have kept coming back. Like I'm surprised now, in the state that I was in then, that I actually woke up and went. But I continued to just wake up and go, and just wake up and go. And I struggled through different coaching styles, and I was like mortified to even do half the stuff. So like, I had some yelling coaches that made me cry. I had some. I mean, Those all in were all, not me. that Those was were that not actually me. was not you. That no, not you me. just got the cry award for present tense.
0: Um, okay. So, so, yeah, so let's talk about a little bit about that process of you coming through.
1: But no frame of reference for anything that we're actually doing. Is that so, well, Never is seen that a barbell. Or bad
0: in your um, mind now having done this for five years? So think okay, al- so I think about it both, both
1: ways. I look at people, I feel like a lot of people come into this as like, well, in this town they're military or you have like, College athletes, you have like true what I consider an athlete. There's a lot of people
0: who are fitness enthusiasts.
1: Right. And so they come into this knowing what they're doing. They have numbers. They have a history. They have glory days. And so I've always been jealous of that or just wished I'd had some kind of opportunity to know maybe what I was physically capable of. But actually, now now that I'm here, because I don't have a frame of reference for being fit, not knowing anything has helped me tremendously because I only see – the future as what I'm capable of because I don't have anything to look back on.
0: Now I do want to go back to because I think this is important. When Misty is like, "Hey, you need to do CrossFit." Mm-hmm. Did you know anything about CrossFit? Zero. So there's. Yeah. So I can't I even feel, say
1: I'd heard the word because I had to Google. I it. almost
0: feel like that's better.
1: I think so. Meaning, well, like if a lot of people well, think, I've been indoctrinated by you, so it ended up working out But I mean, I, feel, I almost good.
0: feel like it's better because you, if you've never heard the word CrossFit. Uh, you know, I think it's great. I'm clearly biased, but mm-hmm. you that means you've also never heard anything bad about CrossFit. That's either. true.
1: No, it never even once. I never thought unsafe. I never thought too hard. I never thought. Um, no, and then I happened to walk into the right gym at the right time, too. So, I mean, I feel fortunate that I got put in the right place, but no, I had no. There was nothing because to keep me from doing it.
0: So you didn't have the t- what I would consider actually is the typical anxiety oh, yes, of, like, people are like, I'm going to get hurt. I can't do that stuff. Nope.
1: Didn't know what a barbell weighed, felt like, looked like. If if I could pick one up, never – I didn't know any of that. Like, I had no clue. Ignorance is bliss in I this one. I think so. I think so. Almost
0: better. Like I said, I feel like that is almost a better scenario for you to walk him in into, like, just kind of blind than mm-hmm. having heard anything at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helped me um, – well, I mean, I got trained the, the right way. I didn't have any – I wasn't trying to, you know, use my own movement. I had no – but then I lacked coordination. I lacked – and there's so many things that people come in with off the bat that I feel like are still going to take me years to get to.
0: Well, there's kind of two scenarios from a coaching standpoint that you're going to deal with. So um, the first one, which is probably less than ideal but still tough, is people have some sort of background uh, and generally come to the table with a series of bad habits. Mm-hmm. So you have to coach them out of said bad habits, which takes – thousands and thousands of reps Uh, on the other end of the spectrum when there's three. So then there's people who just come in who have training background. Those are, those are easy, right? Those people require a little refinement. but then the other person that you'll deal with that comes in has uh, no background. Mm -hmm. And so they don't necessarily have bad habits, but they lack the coordination, the accuracy, you know, if we're talking 10 general physical skills, they last, they lack those basic skills of you know what we, a lot of people would call simple in in air quotes that are not actually simple tasks.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then, jumping rope, right? Yeah, couldn't do not, that. Not double unders. No, singles. Just couldn't, I couldn't jumping do that. over the rope. Right, I couldn't yeah. do that.
0: Um, so that was you. Mm-hmm. Right. Let so alone a in. box,
1: no way. Mm-mm. Uh,
0: so kind of walk us through like the first, if you can remember, like the first oh, like, I remember them all. six six months to a year like what is that like for you so
1: i think mentally i i still am not scared by the physical things because my mental anguish is so heavy at times so mentally so
0: mentally this is drowning out all of the physical yeah 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 like i'm not really
1: thinking like and still i still feel that way like there is the mentally tough workouts are still the ones that catch me like physically it's like okay that's nothing compared to a depressed day to me so i just kept showing back up that's important context yeah, it can help or hurt depending on you know what kind of person you are, but you know, and, but to feel mentally strong. So I kept coming back and feeling more accomplished every time I came, and it, it didn't hurt people encouraging you. Um, there were coaches that pushed me. Are you having me. bad days
0: at this point? Like, are you like I don't oh, think I, I suck even had a reference. I, like- I
1: think I just felt like I sucked all the time, so it didn't even matter. I think I was still honest to God in fault because I don't. It's hard for me to 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 take myself out of my, my own head. And I don't even think I was aware, that. right, of what was yeah. going on. I, I still don't think I was even aware until maybe like year three when I was like, oh, shit, I somehow managed to get in shape.
0: So I, I, feel, in, I feel inclined to ask this question because I find your story to be super important. So you're dealing with a state of depression, right? Mm-hmm. Like going into the gym and doing things that you're not very good at is mm-hmm. a struggle.
1: Going back home is a struggle. Yeah, so <laughs> why? Up is a struggle. So
0: why? So th- and because this is a scenario where people would opt out. They're like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. So why are you at this point? Are you coming into the gym every day?
1: I think at that point, the isolation. I was pretty isolated. <sighs> isolated at home. Isolated with two kids. Are you working? Not working at all. Um, we lived at, like at the end of a road where I didn't didn't have a big community as far as friends. So just to see somebody every day, the same group of people. Became even though I was super private and really probably didn't talk to a lot of them, I started to feel close to people. But then you have to take into context that I'd never really been around a peer group because I wasn't in, I wasn't integrated into yeah. So college. I started I went to college, but uh, yeah, I went through I graduated from college, but I went through to a uh, state school down the road where you could just you know the major group there was probably an older student. It wasn't did there wasn't a co- college culture. Lived at home, married super young. I married at 21, subsequently I divorced. It was earlier. Yeah, 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 okay. So. Yeah, but Southern family, so super strict. So I was started to get to know people, I guess. And, they, and I still feel like, I mean, they didn't even know me, but it was just enough of putting myself out there that I felt like I was becoming a person and okay. I was overcoming stuff. So I just kept coming back, kept coming back. Kept. And then I think I started to notice mentally I was getting um, stronger. I started to look forward to it. I started to realize I had a will, like I had... I had goals, you know. I felt like I wanted to.
0: What was your first goal that you remember, like when you were crossing? My
1: first goal was to actually put a weight on the on the barbell for a back squat. I had two major goals. One was to use a female bar in any upper body movement because I'd used a baby bar forever. And the second was when to actually when she says
0: baby bar, she's referring to. So generally, a a standard women's barbell is 35 pounds. We have some lighter ones that are like considered training bars or kids bars, which are 15 and 25. But I, if I recall, you were on the 15 for a for hot minute. For a good minute. year. Probably yeah.
1: a year. So one was to pick up a regular barbell and get to use it, and the other was to put at least tens on the back squat rack. I took a picture when I had 65 pounds on the back squat rack. I still have that picture.
0: What do you back squat now?
1: Uh, 2.10, maybe. No, it would be a minute, but, yeah, so probably 2.10, two 2.15. But, but and I still don't.
0: Most of the time below parallel?
1: Hey, now I got that down. I got a lot of shit. I mean, my chest might be down, but I'm at least below parallel. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Do you, At what point do you start to kind of like realize the changes are happening? Like how long is this taking?
1: Years. I think it took years. Because I, 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 I want to say I, it was like 18
0: to 24 months before, before we started to see what I would consider like Physical changes. Yeah, I remember
1: when you mentioned it. I do. I remember the workout when you mentioned it, that I actually looked fit. And it meant a lot to me because I still wasn't looking at my body as much as how I just felt. And I started, I came off antidepressants. Um, That was a big one. I started to just try it.
0: How did that happen? So, talk about that a little bit.
1: Slowly. So, I started to feel better and I started to feel positive. I started to feel like there was like a light back in my life. And, And it was a lot of it still driven by this. Like, I would, I think those endorphins in the morning would get me going. And then I was able to play with with the kids and like want to socialize, like kind of get out of a hole. And then I, I never wanted to be on antidepressants. So I, I asked I my OB to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe they do, but well, I mean, it does feel good to have extra serotonin and I was scared to try to stop for sure. But my OB said, well, then maybe it's time to try to stop. And I did it the slow route slowly. I think I even asked either you or Jess about it. Um, cause I was started to want to dabble in nutrition too. And I was afraid if I got off antidepressants. Well, I
0: think the the nutrition piece is when I think we start to see the physical changes. So you've been training on a very regular basis, For you know, using relative era. intensity, mm-hmm. two years, and then... I think you talked to Jess about it, but then I kind of got the backstory from you like in a side conversation. Mm-hmm. When basic, And I think this is typical of a lot of mothers with young kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're eating what your kids eat oh, yeah. versus the other way where your right. kids eat what you eat.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember Stefan saying, just quit eating two boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch a night. And that's what but I was doing. But it's good. Yeah, it was. I was eating whole boxes of cereal and not even thinking twice day? about it. I mean, a box a night is not that bad. Honest to God. Have you ever put cinnamon toast crunch in a bowl? We need
0: a box of cinnamon yes, toast crunch in one Yes, for something about the crunching,
1: th- three, three giant bowls. So that's almost a whole little box. So let's
0: get something straight. It has nothing to do with the crunching. It has everything to do with the, the massive amounts of sugar It felt and good. And you're, yeah, and you're tired
1: and you have kids and it's your one time to finally sit down by yourself and not be bothered. So, so I for anybody crunch. who's like,
0: hey, what's the first thing that I should do to Maybe get my nutrition? Yeah, Maybe yeah, cut out a thousand calories crunch. Yeah, cut out all cereal. Like, just stop eating. Yeah,
1: so I remember I was, like, 152, but getting, my body was changing, right? So, but once I started to get the nutrition in check, and I started baby stuff, so, like.
0: Psychologically, how does that, because I think this is uh, important for a lot of people, because I think most females deal with this. Psychologically, how does that unfold for you? So, the scale versus body composition.
1: Well, it's been a freaking long journey. I still deal with that. So, I mean, nutrition still is a journey, especially because I'm an emotional eater. So I started realizing, one, I binge eat. Two, that's probably how I s- s- dealt with my emotions in my childhood, being six kids and nobody was really ever heard. So I think we ate away a bunch of our anxiety and emotions. And so I'm still, I still go back and forth on, you know, dialing it in to feel good versus getting obsessed and, and mentally sabotaging my um and going back to binge eating because i don't want to fail because then it's like oh shit i failed i can't you know i'm just gonna fuck it up again okay so i mean i still play around with that but my progression on the spectrum has gotten better and better and better so i just started cutting out um and the scale part like yeah i, lo- I lost weight but i mean i still i mean i weigh You weigh now do you mind if i'm 136 so you're on a good 20-ish day pounds. 20-ish pounds and that happened
0: Probably way more than that in body fat oh, percentage. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. I have bod pods um, to, to back that up, which I hesitate to do, Eliza, honestly. do you
0: need something, or are you just peeking in here? Oh, all right. Kids are peeking in.
1: Yeah, but even the bod pods, like something where I – I mean, it depends on how – you. I think it's different for everybody. If you're – I mean, some people see it as a science project and can dial that in, and but then some people emotionally, it's not worth it. They just need to feel stronger no matter what some number says. So I still go back and forth on, on which is me, but um, the – Still, the more mentally I learn about it, and the level one was big, like, just listening to their approach to uh, diet, it's like, duh, and I know it, but for I still... those watching on
0: Facebook Live, watch the rest, or be on the lookout for the rest of this when we publish the rest of the podcast. See ya!
1: Oh, great. Done? Uh, no, no,
0: we're still going. Uh, but that was just for Facebook. We oh. don't want to give them the full thing. Fern. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you're five years in, and then... You know, you told me, you're like, hey, I want to do the level one. So we're fortunate so enough to have the, you know, uh, scholarship spots when we host. And, you know, I regularly give those to members or, or people that want to become trainers when they come through. So you took that in, what, when was that?
1: Yeah, so it was, oddly June? enough, the anniversary of my sister's death, five years fast forward. So I thought it was super important to my journey, oddly enough, that I weekend. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was weird because I is
0: that why you wanted to take it on that weekend? I started – It happened just to line happened
1: up. to line up, but I started CrossFit knowing that she would have wanted me to do it. So when Misty told me about it, if you back up, like my one athletic sibling in our family, or the younger kids were exposed to more stuff, so they got to do sports because there's six kids, and the younger kids got put in a different category got it. with money and all that. But so she was an athlete; like she lettered in three different sports, whatever that means. I didn't even think I went to any of her stuff, but because we were 10 years apart, but yeah. just. She was athletic, and I was like, Rebecca would probably want me to take this chance. Like she was an excellent swimmer. She played soccer. So how soccer. was she
0: athletic into she, sports in and, and the household where you were not?
1: Because they were ten years. There were two sets. Really, there was three older ones and the three babies. So my parents got more up to times with the three little ones, and there's ten years Tall. between us. 10 years. Yeah, well okay. me and Lizzie are 10, me and Rebecca are okay. 8, me and Robert are 6, but okay. So they saw a different life than we did. They got to go to school, they got to do all kinds of stuff, and she was really athletic. And so we always looked at her like, "Oh, she's maybe we could have been like that. We're built the same." So I started thinking Rebecca would want me to do this. And that really was a push. Like she she would want me to be athletic. She'd be so proud. I mean, I did Are You Fit. I signed up for Are You Fit because yep. of Rebecca. Um
0: That's a competition that we hosted down at the beach for a couple yeah, dude, years. This um, we'll see I don't yeah. think doing events is an entirely separate podcast, but uh okay, so talk so to me a little bit about that experience on the level one weekend because I, I again th- it's it's a cool thing for me to witness, so I get to witness people this happen all, all the time. time like every weekend I get to watch people go through that process so but it's it's really cool for me to see because it's kind of like it's kind of like having kids.
1: Where I you tell your
0: kids something, and they're just like, whatever, right? you're an idiot. And then somebody else tells them the exact same thing, and they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> it had
1: to have felt like that because, one, I've known you forever. Two, I have no frame of reference for CrossFit except for you. So that's there, there's my whole blown-up well, sure. CrossFit You've been to world. other
0: gyms, and we could talk about that, too. Oh, God,
1: the one only time I've been hurt. So then we got that. Um, but mostly here, grown-up here, CrossFit here. These are my coaches. This is my thing. And so to show up for the level one, I mean, super interested in CrossFit in general, but still, besides the games – I've never even Googled it. I mean, I know who Greg Gra- Glassman is, but it's, like, not my indoctrination type thing. Like, so yeah. it's just our gym. So to show up, I, honest to God, thought you taught level ones on the weekend in your spare time and <laughs> at the whiteboard with the workout of the day. And we're just going to go over some movements. And when you started, I think you said, hey, did you look at the material? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Material. And you're like, did you study? It's like and the I was like, What aren't you gonna sixty
0: page document. Nothing, so
1: nothing, still nothing. I still didn't ring a bell. So oh. I, he's like, Aren't you gonna study you know before you come? And I'm thinking, What is he talking about? So what the day before, I just clicked on the email that said I was approved for the spot and saw that you could download a PDF and this is honest the day to God before, had a oh shit. Moment. So when I looked to download the PDF, I almost lost it. I saw that there was what, two hundred and something pages of stuff.
0: Remember I remember
1: I never heard the cro- – I couldn't even say the Cross Friday, CrossFit slogan me. and shit.
0: You're asking me about Neuro- neurological adaptation. Oh, yeah, during an. And I was response. like, yeah, you might want to know that. It's important. Oh, it was
1: a horrible <laughs> feeling because you said don't embarrass me in front of my friends. I'm thinking he has friends. <laughs> what does this mean? So oh. I'm just set up for, like, this weekend in front of the whiteboard thinking, okay, now something's about to go down. So I show so up – Again,
0: so I want I to. everybody to know. So I, I've been on seminar staff for five years, and, and for Adrian's full – span of her membership yeah. here yep. we've hosted them, we've I hosted know, maybe dozens. a dozen at our facility and what adrian thought was she going on up. was i came to my own gym with and a whiteboard. S- and maybe some people showed up randomly. And listened to
1: you. They sat on the floor, yeah. and had I coffee. And I just kind of
0: had some weird little, I preached down to the to the.
1: That's what I thought it was. Yeah, you showed some movements. They took a test, <laughs> and maybe they passed, maybe they didn't. Uh, and then you got your level one. I never, ever in a million years would have thought it was. I so
0: find I, that to be yeah, the most amazing I story I showed ever. up
1: on time, like my kind of time, which is uh, – exactly on time but not a minute early and i walk in and there's probably i don't know 100 people sitting and lined up maybe more seats it's not 100. how many were in there 60 70. there was like 40 enough way more chairs there's a lady like with the registration thing and like shit that's all official and she has a t-shirt on and she's really fit and like oh i literally almost died thinking what have i and you were like not even the main person which just blew my mind
0: still pretty much the low man on the totem pole
1: well i I did not like that feeling at all because then i'm thinking well shit if Fern's not the main like what did i just get myself into so but i mean the whole weekend i was blown away by crossfit in general the way the class was set up the way how punctual they were, how thorough they were, how they could actually do what they said they were teaching, you know, um, watching was, was the movement there any, standards. Yeah,
0: was there anything particular about, like, because a lot of people have this experience where it's like the, 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 the curtain is pulled back and you get to kind of see behind, like, CrossFit, where CrossFit in general, most people look at it and it's this big... Vague monster Of like Be good at everything Mm -hmm. Was there Was there anything In the course That you kind of Had a little bit Of aha moment Where you're like Oh I get it Like I understand What it is We're trying to achieve here
1: I think the focus on good movement, honest to God, hit me because that's something that, you know, you've bitched at me about forever. And I just, you know, it just pisses me off to hear it because I've come so far to me mentally. So I'm thinking you're just being a coach as being a dick. And instead it's like functional movement starts with good movement. By the way, when
0: I talk to Adrian, I'm, no, (laughs) I am Nice. Adrian is not always receptive. To <laughs> I'm, not feedback. receptive to feedback. I'm not receptive but to feedback, but just
1: looking at the points of performance on a deadlift and why, you know, things like that. Looking at the points of performance on a which front is funny because a lot of people
0: bass crossfit and they're like, hey, they don't care about technique. And anybody Con- who's been to the course
1: that was a knows m- otherwise, right? That was most of the course was. Fifty percent of
0: the course is allocated to movement movement standards. Points of performance and how things should be executed.
1: Yeah, and I really appreciated that. That you're, you I had I feel like I had a big jump start being under you just in every coaching class, because we go through that, those warm-ups constantly. I mean, there were other people that had no clue the burger warm-up and other warm-ups. It's like, okay, now we start with PVC pipe nine times, ten times out of ten. You know, on almost every movement, Pretty really. Much. So I mean, it was nice to see that that's been reinforced. So I, I was familiar with it, but not as the importance as to why. So it was a light bulb moment. Um, for feedback from coaches they're there to help you I'm a rebellious person by nature so just to be corrected is just oh just feels like but just to know like it's going to make you more efficient and that's what you really want at the end of the day so So I
0: think that was for me that was and even since the course that's what I've seen is is before and I, I would imagine every affiliate owner probably has an athlete that they have a little a little tug of war with on a mm-hmm. daily basis about like hey i need you to do this because not because i like yelling at you or because i like getting on you about correcting your movement but because it's actually a safer but b it's more efficient and you will actually do all the things that you want to do if you do what i ask you to do
1: i don't think i thought about it that way i wish you would i mean i'd sign up for level 1 to get that
0: well listen but like,
1: it was hands down well worth it. I mean, I feel blessed. I've got the opportunity to do it without the financial repercussions. But I would have, I would have paid for it ten times over if i didn't known what it would have given me. Like, yep. it's maybe want to sign just, just in, just if I just want to be uh, in the gym with it.
0: I've, you know, I've probably seen. I mean, we'll say probably close to five thousand people go through that course, and and I would, and I there's people on the CrossFit that seen like. Tens of thousands of people go through that course. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anybody and I'm sure yeah. they're out there who's right. like, This course is stupid. It's right. totally not worth it. I right. didn't learn anything. If you don't learn anything at level one, I teach the course I'll probably teach forty this year. I learn something every weekend. And I know wow. all of that stuff Already. like the, the back, back of, of my hand. hand. Yeah. You know, so I think anybody who doesn't learn anything there is just just not trying.
1: Yeah, a lot of content. So it was great. I mean I got I, I passed the test, I mean I wasn't shocked that I, I thought I would anyway. I was a little nervous walking out too. first, but I figured I would you know I thought I mean I just I, I enjoy it, so I absorbed everything they said and, that and I
0: think <coughs> I, I, I do agree you had an advantage. It's not huge, like we go over the huge. level one material here in the gym, but everything we do is very' it it's was, very cross. I'd Fit heard those centric. things yeah. a lot, you know the, core
1: to extremity I'd heard
0: true blue cross
1: yeah yep. So that helped me definitely in the movement standard part, but then the um, the whole uh, methodology and all that—no clue, never heard of the Hopper method, all the, the, the team, theoretical portion. The theoretical so portion, like yeah, how he came know. to to do all this—it wasn't by accident, it wasn't by mistake, it was thought out. It was so. I mean, I would encourage anybody that has questions about it just to look into how it got started, and I mean, really, the intent is, is pure—just somebody wanting results, and it gives people that. So, I mean, it could start with that.
0: And I think that's a perfect segue. So, I, uh, into kind of. Because I always like to ask people, you know, what – it's weird for me because I I represent the brand. Like, I work for CrossFit. Right. right? So, I'm clearly biased. That being said, in a lot of social settings, I shy away from the conversation altogether. Yeah. It it can get a little overbearing. Generally, depending on what the crowd is, it can be – you know somebody telling you why CrossFit doesn't work, mm-hmm. and then it's like am I going to go am I going to dive down this rabbit hole or am I just going to be quiet and just focus my attention on the people who actually give a shit right you know? but what for for because you've brought people in here and and for people that are on the fence about it, like what would you tell them you know this is how, this is how we start the weekend like what is crossFit that's the lecture right. like what do you tell people you do
1: right. Well, I was hesitant like you. I don't bring it up in any of my other little groups. it friends started noticing that i looked different and that was a big proponent of people asking me what am i doing and they what? ask you they asked me like i'm still shy and I think about that's always it.
0: The, i think that's the best method is like the results speak for themselves like anybody who's going to say crossfit doesn't work like you're just wrong like i'm sorry i'm not saying other programs don't work but crossfit is effective
1: oh if you show up it's all you have to and that's what i say to people is that mentally all you have to do is show up so like reagan like when she was ready she's like okay i want to give this a try and she took off with it just instantly you know and that got cindy and john and it's like the people that it's done for you so if you just show up you will and even if like i said physical might be the byproduct you may not even know that um you need the mental aspect but for me i mean community aspect having people that that you see consistently on everyday basis that push you carries over into so much so many other things um it's definitely worth trying. I would never walk into a, a freaking gym again, like by myself, isolated on a treadmill. I mean, I just see it and I feel sorry for. And I mean, you can get fit that way, and maybe you're mentally tough, so you can wake up and get on your treadmill or go run. But for me, just to know I can just show up somewhere for an hour and it will happen.
0: But it's a social. Well it. It's a social experience as well, and I think right. that. I mean, again, all my
1: friends ended up subsequently being from here. I mean, I have outside friends, but they people check on me when I'm sick. They wonder where I am if I don't come in. Our kids play with their kids. You know what I mean? And so it has been something that's gone into every other part of my life. We do try to support each other when we go through stuff. Yeah, I think um, in general
0: it's a positive experience, right? Like it's always good to be around people who have the same, same goals, the same, you know, who are, who are going to give you shit. If you're about to make a bad decision, rather right? than that's be like, yeah, go ahead, in go the do gym, it," you know, right?
1: It's people that I feel mm. find they want to push themselves, uh, and that bleeds over into all areas in life. So, you know, then you get
0: so. Uh, what other areas of your life? So, like, you know, you started this. You said you weren't working. You're dealing with depression. You work full time. Like, what? How did that happen? Kent, do you think any of that was attributed to CrossFit? Where, you're yeah. like, hey, I, I need to get out. I need, the to, confidence, I need to find something to I do. I mean,
1: confidence affects. 100 percent of your life in any direction so engaging people um deciding to go back to work realizing i wanted to be out of the house more but in my confidence at home you could i mean that was awesome i feel it like i got blessed to get to stay home with my kids when they were little but when i did decide to work i wasn't scared to put on something nice like i felt you know, for women, I think when you feel good about yourself, no matter what weight you are, when you feel good about putting clothes on and getting dressed up, you just you can relate to the world completely differently than when you feel like
0: shit, you well, know? Or I would just think in general maybe like you're just confident that you can do things, things. regardless yeah. of what you look right? like. You're so like, I can do, fast I can forward take to my hiking myself.
1: trip. I've gotten overly confident that I can do things. We can in the context <laughs> that it doesn't get brought up on anything else. But it's too late. If you tell but, the
0: story, I'll never bring it up again.
1: Well, There is a false sense of confidence that it gives you. Just because you can do shit doesn't mean you really know how to do shit. In other words, I could probably chop wood. I'm strong enough. But I don't know jack shit about chopping wood. And I'm probably going to injure myself. So I should have thought about it before I tried something like that, right?
0: Now, there's so, that's a different conversation about, like, having uh, technical knowledge versus having physical capacity, right? So I think CrossFit, and that's the beauty it has of it. A and physical that, capacity and to is do a lot of preach, different things. And that is what we preach, you know, like, hey, we want to expand the margins of our, yeah. of our experience so that we can be ready for the known, the unknowable, the likely, and the unlikely. So – you could chop wood, yeah. If somebody was just said, "Hey, turn the axe this way, put your feet here, be careful of this and this," yeah. you could chop wood. I have or the no best, no like doubt. picking
1: your kid, my nine-year-old, out of my bed into his bed every night. I love it because I can pick him up, even on my knees on the bed, which is a hard place to pick something up from. You know, you can pick up a sixty-pound kid and go put him in his bed, and it doesn't. You don't even think about it. But once again, it's this it does give you a sense of confidence that you know you have to be careful with if you're one of those people that hasn't done anything in life. <laughs> Like, hike. So I went hiking uh, with my family, and I thought I was prepared. I mean, physically, no doubt. Oh, hiking, that's a joke. You know, we pick up crap that's heavy every day. I could carry my kid if I needed to. Packed my pack full of stuff that I ended up not needing and it was so can
0: we discuss some of those items
1: well i did have water okay i had water lunch i did have essentials bug spray at heart but i once again i i know nothing about hiking but i'm so confident now that i just thought oh yeah hikers you climb just up hiked. that mountain yep you just go up there you know had a hard time even finding the trailhead it wasn't like one of those park where people park and it's like a a park it wasn't like a big sign oh no you'd find <laughs> it on google earth way. no cars where you did know? you guys go uh, it was Lorette, so Shenandoah Valley, yeah. some mountain ridge out in the middle of Bumfuck, basically. Real hiking. Real hiking, but I found it on all trails. But I didn't download the app because why do I need to download the app? You just find the trail, you know. I can you that. Crossfit. I know that. where to go. Yeah, so and I'm already kind of like that. I don't ask for que- you know I don't ask for directions. Not like that at all. So I put all the shit in the bag. I'm carrying it. I'm thinking ruck style, so it needs to get heavier. So I have a giant uh what 40 ounce hydro flask. It's so like well if I put giant mojito in here then one i'll enjoy the hike two adds weight so i'm like rucking and getting more exercise Mm. so i do bring water but i did have my backup requires
0: is not enough
1: no it wasn't i mean i mean do it you know at least a little tipsy that was going to be way more fun Fair enough. anyway we got started and we made it to our peak but it took like four hours and um i realized we needed to get back to the car but i thought it was a loop so we just followed the orange trail with a nine year old and a six year old Another four hours until it was 6 o'clock at night, and I realized we weren't anywhere close to a car. So, by not close to a car, we ended up being like 15 miles away. Called 911. Yep. The but that's day. interesting.
0: Imagine had you tried that five years oh, ago. Oh, I would have
1: never even tried. So, what my kids see as an adventure that will last a lifetime, and it worked out really well, I was capable of carrying a pack, carrying a kid, hauling ass, you know, there was nothing. I don't see myself being limited by anything. I haven't tried anything yet that I haven't gotten through. Even in, like the ruck, you know, it's easy. You know, was 12 compared hours, to right? twelve. Yeah, a tough ruck. I think it was like twelve hours. Yeah, and nothing's been like I swear there's mentally more t- tough wads in here than like Mannion or something that would just be like they've crushed me. They've been like, oh, I can do anything else. You know.
0: Shout out to Travis Mannion, my oh, buddy. Yeah, that's one of my favorite yes, mental. Um.
1: So yeah, just because you can doesn't necessarily <laughs> need you know you anything. Should. You should have a compass yeah. and like actually know what you're doing. But that's the kind of confidence that gave me. So, so now, so like
0: just with so, this, so we have to kind of tell the full story. You don't have to tell the full story, but they got lost.
1: Oh yeah, lost. And they had to call so the, point, the sheriff. Nine one one, right? Nine one one. And I'm, they came and got you. And what they time? say, ma'am, uh, nine o'clock at night. We waited for about. They took the officers like two hours to locate us. And he's asking my supplies and how many people are in my party and. He's like, Do you have any water? And I was like, Nope. He's like, Are you packed with the tent? Though. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he said, ma'am he said, Do you have a compass? I said, Nope. And he said I, he said, Well turn your phone off so it doesn't die and turn it back on in an hour and I said, Well, how will I know when it's been an hour? He's like, You don't even have a watch? <laughs> I
0: said, I Um, would have paid massive amounts of money to have been (laughs) present in that station when they hung up the phone. with
1: Oh, God. And they, yeah, we subsequently, yeah, yeah, we ended up on their Facebook, their county Facebook page. Hey, lots of you come to Larray to hike. Don't be like this dumb (laughs) family. And we're all plastered on their thing. But, you know, I, won't, I, I could have sat on the couch all weekend. You know what I mean? So I try to see it. I never once I would have killed myself if my kids would have gone through any kind of mental I mean, anguish or it's a real story about your
0: fitness getting you through something that re- we could can, we can very much agree that five years, A, that would have not never have been possible. Right. But, B, had you found yourself in that scenario, it would have been potentially catastrophic.
1: Right. You know, one little wrong. I mean, it just made me so much more agile and capable of – hiking up stuff. I can, I mean, I can, you know, physically I'm very aware of my body um, yeah. for the most part. So, I mean, none of that hurts.
0: been like um, two hours. Yeah. The hiking story is fantastic. <laughs> I, somebody told me that like, did you see this? I think Jess was like, have oh, you God. seen this post on Instagram? And uh-uh. I was like, nope.
1: Yeah. No joke. <laughs> no, so no. it could have ended up a lot worse. So just people be prepared. Just, you know, mentally prepared half the battle. Now you actually need to have some knowledge.
0: Cool. Um, couple questions for you and then you get to ask me any question you want okay what uh what's your any current struggles you're dealing with in the gym oh god okay in the gym yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dear god I'm let's go. keep it isolated yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not you going don't. down that rabbit hole i know better
1: <laughs> um yeah so i'm still the same person so i've like progressed enormously where i've gained a lot of positive but i'm still melancholy like i still am hard on myself so i'm constantly I will be one of those people that looks for affirmation constantly. Probably, like I don't need it as much, but I need it for myself. So I'm still trying to prove things to myself. I still don't consider myself an, like an athlete. I look at other people, like, oh, damn, they have that down. But as I'm starting to get out of my own head and realize other now, people are looking again, at so me. Now, so
0: Adrian doesn't like to refer to herself as an athlete, uh, probably just because you didn't have, you were not an athlete prior to this. But you're right. Like, that sounds like a how big word. How many pull-ups can you do? Oh, I mean, kipping,
1: 20, 25, 20 30. How many yeah. strict pull-ups you have? Five. Five? Okay, yeah. So
0: five more than most females. Uh, handstand push-ups? Yeah. yeah kipping? Wanna, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. 200-plus mm-hmm. uh, pound back squat. You can overhead squat. All yeah. things that you
1: would have never even dreamed I could do. Push-ups. I mean, a man, yeah, a regular push-up, whatever. Yeah, those kind of things. So physically, I'm starting to realize that, you know, that other people come in and want to be – wants to be doing the things I'm doing and I need to have appreciation stop feeling sorry for myself in some ways and just looking outward to share that with other people because I still feel like I struggle to be proud and get in here and you know meet my goals when I mean I just I really look at other people like oh no I'm just like that like I was just like that if you come in here depressed overweight feel like you can't pick anything up whatever it is that I still see me in that person so um it's still a push to remain positive. Um, but, but I love, I still love the competitive part of knowing I haven't even made it to where I'm going to go. I still feel like I'm going to see so much shit in the future. So that keeps me going too. Like I, 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 like that. I didn't have anything, that I didn't come from anything because I really feel like I'll, I'll continue to grow for the next five, 10 years.
0: That's a pretty awesome feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way, but like not necessarily in the fitness realm. Like, I'm in a weird spot where I'm like, I'm good. Like you did
1: that. I'm good. Been there, done that.
0: You know, I just have a little bit more appreciation for the for the for the bigger picture, mm-hmm. and I think the the CrossFit gym, particularly like a good CrossFit gym with great culture and like it's it's buzzing. You know, like it's hurricane day here, and there's like a billion right. people in here in the gym just hanging out, and it's really easy to get sucked into that and I into like, Hey, I need to be better at fitness. You know, I want to be a, yeah. want to be a world class exerciser where I just, I don't have that anymore. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm well aware that I have what we could probably all agree on. And I'm a, a moderate athlete at this point. 38 can still do most things, but what in the real world would be considered a lot of excess capacity.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, know, excess capacity.
0: Yeah. A, a, a superhero walking around the movie theaters, if you will, mm-hmm. as are most CrossFitters, mm-hmm. right? Like they can do stuff.
1: Yeah. And so. once again, the physical part isn't, isn't still the important part to me. So I've gotten to put it back in the spectrum. Yeah, it needed to become important so that I could grow in other areas. And I've, I've arrived back around. Well, I don't come twice a day. Like I gave up that part because now I'm in a place where I don't cling to it. It's given me so many other things that I use it for what I need it for. And it, it just is growing the rest of my life accordingly. You know, Which I is think
0: for some people it, there's, a, there's a natural evolution of their CrossFit yeah. life and i think once you get to the point where you realize that crossfit is really just an aid or an accelerant mm-hmm. for the rest of your life though you're in a good spot right like you can just enjoy it
1: Yeah. Um, but it's That's definitely where I am too. it definitely has
0: a pitfall where you can get in there and you can get sucked into the my friend time went down or up or my back squats not whatever it used to be and then you know go into this weird like negative spiral you know mm-hmm. because you only back squat 200 instead of 210 so yeah
1: but you enough important. people come through and i mean if you compare i mean just like you just get a uh, perspective on it. and what do you want you know well i really yeah. just want it for the rest of my life not and i want to be able to continue to do it so i'm not trying to you know kill myself in here yes so you I'm can do, do it when you're going. 60 yeah i mean I've, i don't miss your mom it. does it my mom can do it heck yeah she, she comes can. in when she's in town yeah and i feel like that's where i may, might have on gotten that squat, all that though. we got to work on that spot i know she's bad knees so they oh, all say, yeah, is that what we are going to say? That's you got they,
0: bad I music. think she says
1: that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, she was competitive, obviously. So, I mean, I must have gotten that from her. And it's nice to see that grown, you know.
0: Okay. Uh, are you reading anything? Do you read?
1: Are you kidding me? No. I don't read. Okay. Nothing. Mm-mm. I read your emails. That's about it. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I read so much at work. I read so many emails. Podcasts? I mean, I see great, to but yeah, I what do. Okay, what do you listen well, we, I just listened to uh, without a trace, but they're like uh, they're what is like that? Cr- it's podcasts on missing people and stuff. They're the type to get you through ten hours of driving. Uh, so yeah, okay. but they're not informative. Are podcasts. you doing anything with out.
0: regard to yeah? So that's kind I need of like, check out yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing anything like uh, personal growth wise? Like, oh are you, gosh, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I am. I mean, I try it. Yeah. I think I am. Sure. Uh huh. If you need that broken down to some yeah, sort I'll of, give you some I mean, I feel like I mean, you don't necessarily need other people's input. I mean, there are tools out there to help you in all areas of lives. I mean, financial tools, spiritual tools, marriage tools, physical tools, but I think people know where they are and what they're ready to work on. And in different times in your life, sometimes one is over the others. I don't necessarily
0: um, know if you know. I just know that you don't do that until you decide you're ready.
1: It, well, and whatever it is, at some point you're ready. And, and yeah. in my, and so I have kind of seen this through, and I am. This is this is where I'm going to be, and that it does make me now want to work on other things where I'm not as evolved. Like I had. You know, what do I put my time into now? Well, okay, well, I've got the CrossFit thing down. I can work out. My nutrition kind of in check. You know, I could be maybe have a six I pack. I think it's cool because
0: it gives, you, it gives you a little bit of perspective. And I've, I've, I keep coming back to this. And i yet to find a scenario where CrossFit, the theoretical part of it, doesn't apply. So now I look at my overall life as my fitness, right? So, like, yeah. what are my life skills? Okay, right. I put those in context of, like, yeah. what are my physical skills? What do I suck at in life? And then let me go work on that because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to continue to try to be good at the things that I'm good at, but what am I really weak in as a person, like mentally, yeah, emotionally, whatever. Yeah, because you see whatever.
1: instant goals being met by work day by day. So right. when you can't help, when they're so measurable that, hey, yeah, if you put in this – you know, two months later, you're going to get this. Well, how much time did I just spend? What did I just actually? And then you realize, oh crap, that means if I, if I want this out of being a mom, if I put in time over this, you will get that. And it, it was a great way to see if you're a controlling person, or you feel like you're, everything's just so uh, you can't, if you need to see results from something, it was a great way to put in hard work equals this, and you're right, it, doesn't, it won't let you down in any other area of your life if you do it. So
0: that's cool. All right. You get to ask Done. me any question you want.
1: Oh God. Uh, I
0: don't. I don't let people know this beforehand. You know, right?
1: I would have had a whole list I ready. I know. Shit. What's your favorite thing to drink? It's always a good one. In the world? Yeah, no. Alcohol wise. Oh, I don't alcohol. Don't care about like regular drinks.
0: I've gotten really into Moscow mules lately. I don't drink a ton. Like, I drink mm-hmm. occasionally uh, in a social setting. Uh, when we go out to like trainer dinners, when like when I do seminars and stuff like that, I'll have like one. I've gotten really away from beer. I just like my skin doesn't really react that well to beer. Uh, yeah, noticed. yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know if it's gluten or whatever, but yeah, I've kind of shied away from beer. You know, I do enjoy just like a a nice glass of whiskey, like good whiskey. Um, but yeah, not a ton of drinking. I just prefer like social water. drinking every now and then. Yeah, I never drink by myself. I've never been a drinker. Uh, no, no, I have been a drinker in my life, like recklessly. So, mm-hmm. but as reckless as I have been drinking, I have. N- I never drink by myself. I just do not find it appealing at all.
1: Hmm. All right. Which is
0: weird because I have a, a, a string of alcoholism in my family. So uh, I just well, don't fall in line why. with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have really an addictive personality like most things I can drop. Sugar. I like sugar. Mm-hmm. That one's a heart. Everything else for me is a real easy kick.
1: So do you consider yourself a, a melancholy person?
0: No. No? I consider myself serious. Mm-hmm. But I, I w- no, I definitely wouldn't f- I, w- I don't think I would fall into the melancholy bucket. Um, I'm serious. But for the most part, I'm a pretty positive person. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm very quick to detach from a negative scenario. Like, I just don't really want anything to do with it in any respect. Like, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to be involved with it. I don't want to think about it. And a lot of people, you know, I get criticized for that sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm just, you, you know, I'll be in the midst no of nonsense. a negative scenario and I'll be like, hey, uh, I'm moving on, everybody. Like, I have no desire to spend two more seconds on this topic because it adds value to nobody in the room so um that's something i've come to the real a really i've really started to focus on that lately Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: if it is not value added i just do not participate in it in thought in conversation i deleted facebook off my phone no way yeah.
1: How are you going to see all those comments that tag you in?
0: Well, I have, there's Facebook pages. Oh. So I have a separate app for that. But nothing that was going on in Facebook was valuable. Mm-hmm. Instagram is a little bit different. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in Instagram. But Facebook was mostly negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just like, hey. And I'm naturally competitive. So I would turn a conversation into a competitive right. conversation. Because yes, I'm winning on the internet. But, so I just don't do it anymore. And I'm a lot happier. So.
1: Nice. All right, Not that your, I was unhappy before. But. What's your favorite thing about coaching? A class
0: i just love seeing people come in i love i just love i love the opportunity to improve people's day mm-hmm. like i think it's super fun i like i like being the highlight of people's day not me personally but the ability to facilitate that scenario right I'm, i don't necessarily want to be the person who's on the stage where every their, everything is focused on me i mm-hmm. do thoroughly enjoy kind of being the puppet master for said enjoyable experience um yeah you know it's it's a it's a very it can be a heavy responsibility when you own a crossfit gym mm-hmm. because a lot of people come to you looking for for advice on stuff most of which is right. not related to fit right not fitness related, fitness fit, f- right. not fitness she, related. I so I, mean, I had a really serious conversation with a member who who's coming back um who i haven't seen in a while she you know laid it on me their their entire like life story that's happened in the past six months and it was mm-hmm. you know it was a, it was a tough story to listen to but it's you know that's that's what you sign up for when you decide to be uh, an affiliate owner you are part plumber part electrician part therapist, therapist sure. probably most mostly therapists and you teach a little bit of fitness on the side yeah so. what's, what's your
1: favorite workout
0: i said Cro- one question no that's a lot
1: yeah i got way more if we could sit here all day no your favorite crossfit named workout or Hero Wad. That can be in there, too.
0: I do I do like Tommy V. It's always been a favorite oh of mine. Just because I think, because uh, I'm pretty good at rope climbs and thrusters. Mm-hmm. Like, but the one I hate the most is yeah, DT. That. I'm just not a fan of a, of a moderate and that's the Fern Test. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for your time. Thanks for being open, telling your story. You're I think welcome. it's super valuable to a lot of people. And um, so. if you guys are listening to this and you like this content, you can follow us on CrossFit Rife, Facebook and Instagram. If you want to get in contact with us, it's com. Go to the website. Uh, this podcast will be posted there. Once I get all these up, they'll be on iTunes as well. But um, if you like our content, content please uh, you know give us a, a like, a review, a review. And if you got questions, reach out, and we'll happy to start your journey into CrossFit. And five years from now, will get you into level one. Heck yeah! Cool. All right, thanks, guys. See ya.
1: Bye.